Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I'm one of your two hosts of this program. I'm joined, of course, by former Denver Bronco, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback Chris Harris Jr. Chris, good to see you, man. We're coming off a victory where both of your former teams were playing, and I know you inside, you were probably a little torn. You you got that powder blue somewhere in the house. I know you still do, but the Broncos put the whooping on the Chargers. They come away with a huge win uh, in L.A., their first win in SoFi against the Chargers. That was a huge game. Can't wait to talk about it. First, how are you doing? It's great to see you. Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. It feels good to be back. And, uh, you know, the Broncos getting back on the right track. You know, a good sign of a a solid team is if you can, after you lose one, can you bounce back? And I think they bounced back with with a, and made a statement and played a great game versus Chargers. It was a fantastic game. And I and you're absolutely right. Bouncing back after the loss to Houston. It, still a great game against Houston. Still came down to the wire. But this one was just total domination from start to finish. It was one of those games where it it, it was going to be a test. Because, you know, yeah. Chargers were sitting at, at, you know, five and seven. Broncos were sitting at six and six. Can the Chargers bounce back? Can they have a big game? Can Herbert do well against a, a defense that struggled? And they put the pressure on Justin Herbert early. He eventually did go out with that finger injury, and he is now out for the season. So he will not be mm. playing in that second matchup against the Broncos. It will be Easton Stick or someone else, depending on what happens from here on out. But Chris, massive game. We're going to get into it. We're going to do our game preview for the Detroit Lions game coming up this Saturday. Uh, Chris, you weren't with me during the post game. Mm live reaction on Bleacher Report. You had other things to do, and that's totally fine. But you know what? I got to give you some kudos because you had J-Mac as your X-Factor player of the game, uh, and he ended up being that strap player of the game for the defense. Two of your keys, uh, two of your three keys for the game were uh, completed. They stopped Khalil Mack. They stopped Keenan Allen. Uh, The third down conversions, they were eight for 17. We didn't give that one to him, but two for three not bad if you're not listening to the show if you're not listening to what Come chris on. says i can't help you it, it's just every week you're just tell them, man. spot on spot on spot on uh before we get into all of the great stuff about the broncos we have a message from our sponsors all the major sports are in action this week and the college football playoffs are ready to kick off i can't believe i'm gonna have to watch the ducks play against liberty in a bowl game seems absolutely <laughs> abhorrent uh, Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and the NHL games this season. Head to their website or app today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts and Chris, where we're going to start is back in SoFi for that game. That was a magnificent game, a great game that was called by Sean Payton, an even better one called by Vance Joseph. They put the beat down on the chargers, Uh, six sacks versus them, nine quarterback hits. 
this was a huge game for this defense. Uh, your thoughts, your quick reactions on yeah. what you saw from the Broncos in this game. You know, Vance Joseph, man, he was aggressive from the start, you know, and putting pressure on Herbert and uh, hitting them and, you know, knocking them out the game. You know, I think early getting a tip ball interception, you know, starting the game out hot. That's a, that's a big momentum shift, right? And Justin, when that happens, you know, it's he kind of gets a little rattled, right? And uh, that's what happened. And um, the Chargers are just uh, not a contending team right now. And uh, the Broncos went in there in their house. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, every time we played Denver or we always travel, you know, even when I was yeah. with Denver, you know, uh, we always had seemed like we took over. Uh, the Charger stadiums, you know, it always happened like that. So uh, I'm pretty sure they did that again in SoFi, and it was a beautiful game defensively uh, by Coach Joseph. A lot of orange, a lot of orange. As soon as the broadcast view came on, and I've been in that stadium, Chris, and you obviously played in that stadium. It's a beautiful stadium, and it's really easy yeah. to see colors. And uh, you could see the sea of orange in the lower bowl, in the upper bowl. It was awesome to see. I had a couple friends who were there. They said it was uh, quite loud when the Chargers were on offense, which is not normal. And yes, you could hear <laughs> Russell Wilson making adjustments at the line of scrimmage on the broadcast. That's unheard of. Normally, yeah. they, they've, been, they've been having to go to the quick count, the silent count. Uh, they did not have to do this this game. This was a complete and utter domination of the Chargers. Uh, Chris, there were a lot of things in this game that – did go wrong early, and it almost felt like the Broncos were going to allow the Chargers to stay in this game. Uh, the first pass from Russell Wilson gets intercepted off the hands of Marvin Mims. Just a good play by the DB. Uh, not a great throw by Russ. It was low and inside. Should have been outside. Mims mm -hmm. couldn't hang on to the ball, uh, and they, they kind of just let him hang around. There were a couple big drops. Jerry Judy had a massive drop uh, in the second quarter after weeks and weeks and weeks of people clamoring for him to get more targets and, and get the ball thrown to him. He let us down mm -hmm. a couple of times. It went in 10, nothing at the half. What were your first, uh, first half thoughts during that yeah. game? Uh, and especially after that first interception, because that gave them great field position. They were about to score. And then we get a huge classic Vance Joseph <laughs> fourth and goal. Ben don't break uh situation and they get that turnover what were your thoughts on the first half yeah. from the broncos as a whole man i think we've done that a couple of times versus the chargers man we always they all we always stop them on those fourth and ones man it's happened somebody has to check the history on the broncos uh chargers rival games it's happened a lot but um man you know when you see russ come out there i think he still threw for over 200 yards you know and uh, but it felt like we were winning. It felt like we were blowing this team out, but the game was still close. It was like, how many points did we leave out there? And uh, we did, you know, and but we ended up getting it rolling, man, and being able to uh, still get over 20 points, get, get Corlin a big touchdown. Uh, we would have had more, you know, Judy, if he gets his feet down, you know. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of points out there that we left out that the offense, I think they can it'll keep them hungry, you know, like, man, we're, we still play good. We, we dominated them, but we left a lot of points out there that uh, we can uh, improve on and try to uh, make sure we capitalize on that versus the lions. Yeah. And there were definitely some, some of those plays that we wanted to get back. Obviously that first pass, you want that one back. 
the big miss to Jerry Judy, I think, was the play that everybody on Twitter seemed to have a, a something to chime in about, right? Um, and when you yeah. when you watch that play back, they, they go with play action. Um, Russ is pushed to his left because of the pressure, so he's got to make a, a step to his left. Judy's running inside on his route. And, and it's one of those routes where, you know, we're going inside and then we're going to break it out towards the corner, mm-hmm. um, trying to try to get that gap between the safety and the corner. And Derwin James is just sitting on top of him. Russ makes a great throw. So many people were just talking about how bad of a throw this was by Russ. It was a, it was exactly where it needed to be. It went right through Jerry's arms. That was an in- inexcusable. After that, I was done. I was like, I, I don't want to hear another word about this. I don't want to hear an, I, I don't want to hear another complaint about Jerry Judy not getting his opportunities because he had three plays this game, Chris, three plays where he could have made big time catches to put them in situations to score more points. The, the you mentioned the touchdown, dragging the toe. That's a that's a training camp thing. I do that. Do like as a DB when that. I'm getting like when I'm working on getting picks or doing DB work in the red zone, anywhere on the field. Right, you're always trying to work on getting the your your toes down, right? And it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, man, just seeing going against AB, I knew if the ball was anywhere close, or if he had any chance to get his feet down uh, on the sideline or in the end zone, he was gonna drag those toes. You I'm know, toe man, that's just those are man. I, it just it's kind of frustrating, you know, because we yeah. push so hard for Judy, and you know we. We pump them up and we have been cheering on them, but man, it just, those are just yeah. things that uh, he's making. He's not, he's not capitalizing on the opportunities, opportunities that he does get. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you want him to do that as a fan, you know, because we see what he can yeah. do. We know what he's capable of doing, but it's just frustrating, man. If he can, if he can step up his game, man, you know, he'd add a couple more touchdowns and then maybe his season might look a little bit better, but right now, you know, uh, He's having a down year. Yeah, and this is a guy who's obviously top 10 pick. He's got high expectations. We we all know the type of player that he was at Alabama. Uh, and then yeah. you, know, you go into this season with the trade rumors, and he's then we got the complaints about him not getting targets. And it's like, all right, well, when you try to feed him and then you don't produce and you don't make big on those on those plays, that really hinders you. It really hinders the team. It really hinders the offense. Mm-hmm. And that big play that could have been a first and goal from inside the 10 yard line. Instead, it goes back to third and six. And then we take a sack and we have to punt. So it, it's a, that's a big, big loss. That's seven points that you could have had. It should have been a blowout. Chris should have been a yeah. blowout. Uh, but mm-hmm. second half, this team really clicked together. Uh, and guess what? We got some big plays from our tight ends. This game, Lucas Kroll with the 35 yard catch, uh, Troutman with that little catch and, and run for the first down late in the fourth quarter. That he, I mean, he made Derwin James. That was Derwin yeah. James that he made miss and went and yeah. got the first down. And that took a lot of time off the clock. That was a good drive right there. That that drive took their, you know, when we kind of say like take their soul of the team, you know, I could see when Derwin James missed that tackle, the whole team just like, they yeah. just gave that, up, you know. That was that huge. Because Derwin James is the heart and soul of the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if he misses a tackle on a tight end on, you know, a key third down like that, that they were done. That was yeah. – that was it was over after that. 
Yeah, think I mean think about that. It they're on Denver's on their own 47-yard line. It's third and eight. Uh Russ yeah. gets the throw out late to Troutman, and Troutman has to adjust to it. And that little adjustment was enough for him to break that tackle and get the first down. And that extended the drive. The drive went on for almost another six minutes after that. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's, that's a huge. think about it as a DB, right? Um, that's why I don't always teach go up high. Because a mm-hmm. lot of players, they always go up high and they want to try to kill somebody, right? But if you take the proper angle, come low, you get him down, bam, offense gets the ball back. They still have a chance to stay in the game, right? Yeah. But you took that missed tackle took six minutes off a game, right? And then the offense took advantage of that. That's a good job yes. by the Broncos. Great, great work. And then, of course, Sean Payton with that beautiful – uh, play design, the full Man. house play design from 10 yards out to Troutman. Uh, caught the caught the Chargers completely off guard. It was a beautiful play. Uh, beautiful work by Russ. Good find. When's the last uh, time we've seen a trick play like that? In oh, Denver? man. it. I mean, that's that was straight <laughs> out of – that was straight out of like 19 – you know, 1950s, yeah. 1960s <laughs> NFL. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful call. You love to see it. And, and that's it, – it's giving the offense a little more life. Hey, we can – We've we've got some room. We've got some wiggle room to to make some of these these play calls and have a little fun. And we saw the reaction from Sean Payton and Russell Wilson on the sideline. There were a couple of videos that came out. They've been circulating on Twitter. I retweeted one of them yesterday. Uh, Sean Payton is is coaching up Jerry Judy on the sideline. Somebody said it's a heated conversation between Jerry Judy and Sean Payton. No, Sean Payton's just being a coach, man. He, he's he's having fun, and and this offense is going to be getting better of course you're playing a defense that's one of the the worst defenses in the league but this is what we've needed to see from the broncos offense it's been too long since uh the the peyton days and uh Uh getting back to fun offensive football we've struggled for so long we've had this identity of we're a defensive team and we're a powerhouse team but our offense is just you know down near the bottom so it's good to have them back Good to be back. Big, big team win. Um, like we said, six sacks against the Chargers, nine quarterback hits. But, Chris, that's going to lead us into this next game. Week One more 15. thing on the Chargers. Yeah. One more thing on yeah. the Chargers. Uh, Coach Staley's seat just got real hot, you know. So uh, I was wrong. We got to look at that. We got to look at that in the future, you know, because um, that loss right there is going to look real bad. And I think he might have lost the fan base, you know. With that, and because he went for fourth down tons of times oh. again, and he failed. Oh, you know, it man. works for us, but like his, he keeps going for it, man. And his, he thinks he's the yeah. analytics uh, guru, and it's failing on him, man. So uh, I think that that hot seat is getting real hot. But now we can get onto the Lions for sure. Yeah, I I was wrong. I thought he was going to be fired after that game, and especially seeing how <laughs> that game went, I was like, oh, he's definitely gone after this game yeah turns out you were right once again you're right it's probably going to happen if they don't make the playoffs this year um which is essentially they're not making the playoffs not with easton stick starting i love easton stick but just not going to happen uh chris you know i do want to get on to the to the lions but dang i just want to call out you've you've played with vance joseph before uh, and we talked a lot before this season about how creative Vance Joseph is with his pressure looks, with his blitz looks. And I, I'm looking through the game log right now. And on that mm-hmm. last drive 
from the Chargers. Easton Stick sacked by Justin Simmons for negative 15 yards. Easton Stick sacked by PJ Locke for negative 16 yards. Have you, I mean, he is just getting so creative with these blitzes and it's working. We saw J-Mac with a, with a, a couple of beautiful blitzes off of the edge. Yeah. We've seen Justin Simmons come off the edge. We've seen Locke come off the edge. Is this just like, are, are you, are you in love with what Vance Joseph is doing with this defense? This, these last yeah. seven, eight games. Yeah. I mean, he's sending everybody, everybody gets a blitz, you know, and, um, it looks like the Chargers O line is just looking garbage, you know. They <laughs> they don't have any Herbert doesn't have any protection, you know, and um they, they can't figure out different schemes. And I told everybody at the beginning of the year the difference with Vance Joseph and Fangio is that Joe Vance has more of the exotic blitzes and more mm-hmm. a gap pressures looks and with a whole different system with that look, right. And he's doing it, man. And it's that's if you go back and watch the film, what are they getting their sacks in? That that different type of looks, right? Yeah. They're they're having the linebackers they're up in the pressures. gap. They're following. Yep. They're falling out. Then they're sending the safeties. They're they're doing all types of things. Then they're they're having the Justin and PJ locked down, and uh, or one of those guys down, and uh, then they're fall dropping them back and bringing J Mac. Like they're doing yeah. so many different looks out of out of one look, right? So many different coverages out of one look. The teams can't under they can't see it, right? And yeah. it, it's killing teams right now. Yeah, they they are playing absolutely fantastic football. J Mac got robbed of a sack fumble recovery for a touchdown. touchdown. I could not believe that. <laughs> they need to they need to clarify that rule because the ball was out before his hand was moving forward, not after. I feel like that needs to be a clarification. They get they should have given him that touchdown. Um, Chris, before we get on to the Lions game, I do have something that I want to talk about because it's something that has set Twitter ablaze since it happened um, and the, the days after. In the Kansas City-Buffalo game, which was massive for the Broncos' implications because now we're only a game out from the division lead. When was the last time we were talking about the Broncos in December being even close to the division lead? It's been a while. Um, Kadarius Toney lines up off sides, blatantly Mm -hmm. off sides. Then one of the greatest football plays that will never count happens, and it causes an outrage. Patrick Mahomes goes to the, you know, goes to the middle of the field. He's, he's telling Josh Allen that it's a BS call and it's the worst call he's ever seen. Um, and then goes on to blame the referees for tarnishing Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame legacy <laughs> with absolutely bonkers. And then Andy Reid doubles down and he says, I can't believe that this is a bad look for the NFL. Do you feel like this is just a very overblown thing? They're they're blaming the wrong person. This should be on Tony, in my opinion. But I want to get your thoughts on this before we get onto the lines. Yeah. Man, it sounds like he's crying, man. That's what it <laughs> sounds like, man. It sounds like him and Andy Reid are sounding like some babies, man. And uh, the thing about it is that I, I, I've i been playing football all my life, bro, since you, I've never got an offensive call, like offensive mm. offsides. 
on off like on offense at playing receiver my whole life like i don't know how that happens right you always look at the uh ref check with him make sure you're good they give you the thumbs up you know it's just what you do man and yeah. uh just and and if i'm a uh a person that's on the point of a stack right of a bunch yeah you never crowd the line like that right yeah. if i'm a receiver you always try to cheat it back as much as you can right because you what what's going to happen you're going to have a nickel or somebody on the point usually pressing you yep. and you want to get as much space as you can so this 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 mistake is clearly on the chiefs it's on tony and he just made a bonehead mistake yeah. uh mahomes is crying andy reed is crying uh I, you know they've gotten away with so much their offensive tackle lines up as a fullback like are we going to talk about that how yeah. this guy is um not leaving on the ball like yeah. he's that slot receiver right <laughs> so the chiefs get away They're with a lot no of pain. things and yeah. uh we, i'm not trying to hear them cry about the nfl and, and the rest as much as they've no. helped y'all out this over these this yeah. last decade they, They've gotten benefit. I mean, they've gotten benefits this year in games. Think about the Minnesota yeah. game. Blatant PI at the yeah. end of the game. Guy takes his helmet off. They don't call either of them. And it's just, it, you've benefited from calls so much in, in your career. You've won a Super Bowl off a controversial call. I mean, it, it just, like, yeah. uh, have some accountability. You, you are quite literally the face of the NFL at this point. Have some accountability. Be, you're, like, you're better than that. You absolutely are better right. than that rip rip your receiver not once did they right. mention him not once did how could the referees make this call how could they do this to us blame your guy your guy did it <laughs> anyways i digress on to the lions this is a big game chris because the lions although they're nine and four they have been struggling as of late uh and they're still one of the better teams in the league uh in terms of offensive production um defense is ranked 25th in the league total offense is seventh in the league this is still a, a good team great run game like you said with montgomery and gibbs before the show uh jared goff is still playing well but he's not playing super well under pressure as of late uh this is going to be a massive game the lions have obviously we don't have injury reports yet but from the last game frank Ragnow missed the last game uh, with a knee injury. He is questionable for this game as of right now. Uh, the Broncos had Quinn Miners go out with a knee injury. He is expected to play this week. No word yet on Nick Benito. He he did end up leaving the Chargers game, did not come back. So we will keep an eye out for that. Uh, but Chris, this Detroit team is coming off a close game against the the saints they're coming off a thanksgiving day loss against the packers and then they're coming off of a blowout loss against the bears do you think that this is the the prime opportunity with the broncos in the heat of a not even the playoffs the division this is this is a prime time for them to get another win go two games above 500 and make the lions trip to the playoffs a little bit difficult yeah Oh, yeah, this is definitely another game to see if they're for real, you know, and uh, if they want to take that next um, leap up and being in the wild card spot, right? It's, it's, I think it's six teams with seven and six records. Yeah. Right? So you, it's pretty – and, you know, you're right behind the Chiefs in the division, and it's pretty tight. Dolphins just lost yesterday. 
So, you know, the AFC is um uh still we still got a long ways to go to see who's gonna even be the number one seed, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of competition and uh this game is huge. So it's a primetime game. You're facing another team that's um they're probably gonna win their division, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the way yeah, the Packers just Packers just lost to the Giants. <laughs> and um, you know, the Vikings, I mean, they're hanging in there, they're right there. Yeah. Um, but I would say the Lions will probably win their division. So it's a playoff team. Um, it's going to be a great test. And um, fortunately, they're not playing too good, right? So yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a good uh, statement game. I think that uh, Denver can definitely put the league on notice of getting this win. Yeah, it is going to be a big game. I, I mean, the trend is so crazy. The, the Lions start out the season beating the Chiefs uh, at Arrowhead. Absolutely crazy. Um, they, they win some very, very big games. But these last few games, Chris, they have just not been going the way that they've needed them to. And I think it's because teams are starting to figure out this offense and this defensive scheme a little bit better. They're two and two in their last four games uh, with, you know, the win against Chicago, 31 to 26. They lose to the Packers, 29 to 22. The Packers are playing better as of late, but they're still not, you know, a world beater team. They are, they're having their ups and downs. Uh, the the Saints game was way too close for comfort, 33-28, and then you lose by 15 to the Bears. Uh, in these last three games, uh, Chris, against Chicago in that win, Jared Goff was pressured 21.1% of the time against Green Bay, 26, against New Orleans, 26.9. Teams are starting to see that this offense is not operating well under pressure. Goff has a 2.3 second pocket time, which is one of the lowest in the league. And he's currently at a 20.9 pressure rate. This is going to be a big game for this Broncos defense because of how often and how well Vance Joseph is bringing pressure. Um, let's get into the three keys of this game because it's, it's going to be a massive one, right? And on both sides of the ball. So your first key to the game, the tackles for the Broncos. What do you need yes. to see from them? Yes, we got to – they have one game record, right? And Hutchinson is definitely a game record. So we got to keep an eye on him. Uh, he's a monster, you know, um, a uh, guy that has a motor. He doesn't stop. He's he's kind of like a Max Crosby, you know, yeah. or, uh, you know, those guys that have motors that just don't stop, you know. So he's going to uh, – we definitely got a, a, a man up with him on, with Bowles and um, – McGlinchey, uh, those are going to be nice matchups. So that's a key matchup in the game. If we can shut down him, uh, Russell have all like when he has all day, he can make some good throws. Yeah, so um, clean that. pockets, you know. So let's let's try to do that this week, and we can do that and give Russ time, man. Uh, we should dial up on the Lions this week. I can see Russ on over uh, two hundred again if we can give him time. Yeah, let's get another one. Let's get 250 this game. Uh, another note, Aleem McNeil, uh, one of their better defensive linemen, he is out for the rest of the season as well, so he will not be playing in this game. Uh, but to your point, Aiden Hutchinson, six and a half sacks, 18 quarterback hits. That is double the next highest amount on the Lions team. Um, so he is definitely going to be the guy that these tackles need to key on. Uh, your second key of the game has to do with their rookie running back and this two-headed monster that Detroit seems to have going on. I was pretty critical of the Montgomery signing this offseason. I thought, why are you going to do this and then draft Jameer Gibbs, you know, so high? But it's 
it's been working. Uh, so your second yeah. key to the game, stop the run game. What do you got? Yeah, we have to stop the run. You know, if you can say one weakness on this Denver defense is probably be run, run defense. And um, uh, Detroit's going to be a physical team. Uh, they're going to, you know, their coach is going to be, he said he's going to be on them even harder this week. So they're going to try to come in and be physical, try to run the ball down Denver's throat with Montgomery and Gibbs. And uh, I think these guys both have over uh, 700 yards, you know. These guys are mm-hmm. both carrying the load this year. So um, they're, they're a very good run football team. And uh, uh, Purcell, DJ Jones, uh, all those guys up front, Allen, um, definitely need to have big games this week. Yeah, they, the Broncos D-line has been playing much better as of late. Zach Allen has been an absolute beast up front. Uh, Mike Purcell had a huge game against the Chargers. Uh, Matt Henningsen also has been in there making some plays. So that's good to see. You you definitely want more depth from this team, but they have to get better on the run front. Still bottom of the league in run defense. Uh, Chris, your last key to the game, Cortland Sutton had a huge one-handed catch against the Chargers. One of the most, I mean, a classic Cortland Sutton catch, right? I think we've seen right. the same catch at least four or five different times in his career so far. Uh, Cortland Sutton has to be a focal part of this offensive game plan. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, because when you play Detroit, you know what they're going to play, man. They're going to come out and play man. That's what they play. They they like the blitz. They like their corners to get up and press. Um, they leave their guys on the island. That's why you see um, DJ Moore and um, Justin Fields killing them, right? Because they make it easy. Going off. Right? Justin yeah. Fields, when he plays the Lions, he doesn't have to think. Right? He knows mm-hmm. they're going to be in man. So let's take advantage with Cortland on, uh, one-on-one. Uh, versus their corners. Cam Sutton is probably their best corner, uh, but he still is not – I don't think he should be able to shut down Cortland Sutton. So um, let's try to take advantage of that. He should be my key guy to make big plays, you know, to really um, separate the Broncos on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and this this uh, Lions team, I mean, they're one of the top teams uh, in the league when it comes to creating pressure. Um, they are currently – one of the top teams as well in terms of blitzes. This is going to be a big, big game for the Broncos offensive line and the Broncos wide receivers have to make plays. Jerry Judy, if you get open, please, for the love of God, watch the ball into your hands. Stop trying to catch with your body. I, I, I can't. This is a game where they got to know they're going to play press man, press man game. Right, Judy, y'all got to win one-on-one game. This is a game where you got to beat your man, right? Mims. This is what it. This is this is the Lions. This is how they yeah. play. It, get Mims involved in this game. Get Judy involved yeah. in this game. Brandon Johnson is back too. I think that's another guy that that I hope they bring back into the fold because when he was playing early on in the season, he was making plays all over the field. Little Jordan Humphrey as well has been making some plays here and there. Uh, he's been really really yeah. good in the blocking game too. Love to see that. Um, Chris, before we get out of here, X factors for this game, you were dead set on J Mac in this last week. We saw J Mac match up with Keenan Allen a couple of times. We saw, uh, Pat Sertan follow, uh, Keenan Allen quite a bit throughout the game, but J Mac had himself another huge game. He's just making plays all over the place. You have him as your X factor player for this game for the Broncos defense. Let the listeners know why. Man, I seen that um, St. Brown's been frustrated. Um, the lack of targets he's had the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, they're going to try to get him involved. So, 
Um, this should be another big game for J-Mac, you know, being able to be involved um, with their top guy, their leading receiver, who plays the slot, who does a lot of the gadget things, who catches the screens and bubbles. So it's going to be a big game for him, I think, um, to continue to make his staple in the league. Completely agree. And, and man, Brett Coleman has been one of those guys that's been calling him out a lot. Brian Baldinger has been one of those guys that's been calling him out a lot. He is getting a lot more national attention. The fact that he's nowhere near on that Pro Bowl list is absolutely insane. And truth be told, Chris, your name got brought up on Broncos Twitter. Uh, some Broncos reporter tweeted out that J-Mac looks like the best slot corner that we've had since Chris Harris Jr., Kareem Jackson quote tweeted it. Justin Simmons quote tweeted it. PS2 quote tweeted it. So J-Mac is getting a ton of love, and I think that it's rightfully deserved. Uh, he is just looking oh, like yeah, a baller, definitely. and he's making plays left and right. So it, it's fantastic to see that the Broncos have yet another young stud that they can just plug and play in this defense. Uh, before we get out of here, Chris, your X factor for the Broncos offense, who is it going to be this week? Yeah. Russell Wilson, man, we need him to have a big game, man. This team is yeah. going to, um, like you said, they're going to bring the heat. They're going to be pressured. Uh, we're going to need him to make uh, those Russell Wilson-type plays, unorthodox plays, um, breaking out of the rush this week, um, uh, uh, protecting the football. Um, when we protect the football, usually, or we win the turnover battle, we usually win. And um, that's been the storyline pretty much the whole season. So um, big game for Russ. They're going to play man-to-man. He's gonna it's gonna be wide open out there, so he just got to make the throws, make the right choices, and uh, we he should be the uh play of the game this week, yeah. Well, one of your keys last week was stop Khalil Mack, you got one of your keys this week is stop Aiden Hutchinson. I think the uh, the Broncos, yeah, St. Brown, a, we stopped him too, stop them, we stopped those two guys. Um, we should because I think PS2 is gonna lock up Jameson or uh, the, yeah. any other guys they have out there on the outside guys. Um, St. Brown is their big play guy, you know, yeah. in that middle keeps the keeps the change moving. Uh, yeah. Golf they love likes to move him. him around a lot. Too. He's like his guy, you know. So yeah, um, uh, that's why I would say J Mac would be a key. Uh, he should be a key factor in this game. Well, we cannot wait to see this game. We will, of course, be doing our post game live on Bleacher Report on Saturday after the game. Uh, but Chris, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next episode is going to be a gold jacket episode. And what does that mean? Well, we've already had Terrell Davis on the show. Uh, we've had one Hall of Famer. We're going to have DeMarcus Ware come on the show. It's going to be amazing. Your former teammate, you were at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I can't wait to talk to DeMarcus Ware. It's going to be an incredible conversation. Absolutely can't wait. Make sure you tune in. Make sure that you're following this show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure that you follow Chris and I on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. at Patrick Coyote. Follow at Believe Network and make sure that you follow our YouTube as well so you can see all the videos, listen to all the episodes and all the interviews. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. DeMarcus Ware, sheesh. Until next time, Broncos country, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.